Welcome to our podcast series, Get Schooled on Campus. Each episode spotlights a college or university that gives you, the listener, information that you may need when deciding to research or visit that institution. A college visit before you visit. I'm Chris Reeves, college counselor at the Craft Academy for Excellence in Science and Mathematics, located in Moorhead, Kentucky. And I'm Joel Ford, public school counselor at Connor High School in Hebron, Kentucky. In this episode, we head south to Lexington, Kentucky, home of the Kentucky Horse Park, bourbon barrels and distilleries, Keeneland Racetrack, and the University of Kentucky Wildcats. Chris, here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that there are more than 5 million bourbon barrels aging in Kentucky? That's more bourbon than people, because Kentucky has a population of roughly 4.5 million people, by the way. Does that mean I get my... I did not know that. Does that does that mean I get my own barrel? That means there's a barrel for everyone in this state. Maybe after the episode's recorded, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll seek... We'll try to find our barrel. Uh uh, it, it, you know, somehow deep down, I'm just kind of proud of us yeah. <laughs> as Kentuckians. <laughs> all right, all right, enough of that. Uh, although when you attend a college, it's n- it isn't just the school itself. Maybe that's kind of our point, the way we're goofing off here a little bit. It's the surrounding community that does matter. We talk about that a lot. Today, we're going to introduce you to the University of Kentucky, one of Kentucky's two flagship universities. We'll walk you across campus, chat with a... Relatively cool admissions counselor, wink, wink, introduce you to a super cool professor, very true, and literally the coolest student on campus. In every episode, we want you to know what the student experience is like. Our goal is to give you a preliminary look at a campus as you begin your college admissions journey. All right, Joel, since you are the former history teacher, which means you're always a history teacher at always. Art, Give us a quick look at UK, past and present, and then the campus visit can begin. Sure thing. I had to do a little bit of research to find UK's history and background, but here's what I found out. And I may mention a couple of things that you'll probably hear later on from people, uh, just because I know they're proud of of some of the different things I'll mention. Sure. So so the University of Kentucky was founded in 1865 as a land-grant institution, starting off as the Agricultural and Mechanical College of Kentucky. Interestingly, in 1876, A&M split from what is now known as Transylvania University, uh, who we will be visiting with on a later episode. Uh, It achieved university status in 1908, and it officially became the University of Kentucky in 1916. It is indeed one one of two of Kentucky's flagship research universities, along with the University of Louisville. UK is one of only eight campuses in the nation that house all of its undergraduate and graduate schools and programs on one campus. The university has 16 degree granting colleges, the Lewis Honors College, and their graduate school programs. There are over 200 academic programs within the 16 colleges, over 450 student organizations, and 22 varsity sports, including men's and women's basketball, which if you're from Kentucky, you know that basketball is life in the Commonwealth. Yes, it is. There are 15 different libraries on campus, 19, if I counted correctly, undergraduate residence halls, 17 dining locations on campus, and 17 different living learning communities. Greek life is also a big part of UK with 50 different fraternities and sororities. And one of the major campus events each year is Dance Blue, 
a student-led 24-hour dance marathon that raises money for their Golden Matrix Fund for children of the Kentucky Children's Hospital Hematology Oncology Clinic. Finally, according to their website, over $2.7 billion has been spent by the university on infrastructure projects, wow. including a $256 million multidisciplinary research building and the continued expansion of a $1 billion, with a B, uh, dollar healthcare facility started in 2004. So now that's a lot of money and a lot of investment going into the campus. Um, so now, armed with those basics, Chris, it's time for you to take us to campus. All right. And, you know, it's, it makes me think, I like knowing this stuff before I walk around. Uh, you know, you, you just drive up to a campus and walk around and look at the trees and buildings. You're not really left with a whole lot. Yeah. I, 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 hope... I, think, it's, I think it's important that, that students know the story of the, the school that they're getting ready to visit. Um, to kind of know what their what the background of that university is. So um, exactly, there's some things that I did not know about UK that you've already shared. So that's really there cool. You go. All right, Joel, I've had a recently had a chance to walk around campus with my daughter on her first official college visit. Uh, so that was a really interesting perspective as a, as a parent versus versus a, a a podcaster or a college counselor, right? Uh, her comment to, to her mom and I was that it felt like college to her. When you think of all that money and you think of all those buildings and 17 this and 19 that, you think of something really big mm -hmm. and maybe something overwhelming. And, and for, some, for, for some, perhaps. But then you hear that all, this, all the undergrad and graduate schools are in one contiguous campus. That's, that's something interesting. Right. Uh, like many campuses, as we walked around – even preparing for, for this episode and being able to articulate this to others, I tried to take note of some things, matured trees, manicured green spaces. Um, and, and if you just kind of span out into from, a, from like a higher vantage point in some sense, uh, the rolling hills of central Kentucky create a nice textured feel where buildings are on different elevations. Mm -hmm. the, hu the huge grass bowl looking up at the William T. Young Library is, is maybe the most significant spot on campus. Uh, the, the $58 million six-story octagonal building, it seats 4,000 people. This is what I learned on the tour with our, with our, amazing, our amazing tour guide. Uh, Delaney is her name. Mm -hmm. Hopefully she listens. We walked through the lobby on Bavarian Marble looking up at the atrium. Uh, it felt like a building within a building, definitely a highlight of the tour. Yeah, it is an amazing building to walk into. It, Willie T. It's baby, a little Willie bit of a T. jaw. It's a jaw dropper. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and and due to due to COVID at this time, we were not able to see a residence hall. But I've been on campus before, and I have been in the residence halls before. Mm -hmm. Some of the best dorms in the nation. No exaggeration. Uh, you know, it's granite countertops, private bathrooms, Tempur-Pedic mattresses. I forget what episode you and I talked about the arms race, but, yeah. but Kentucky is winning. The UK is winning the arms race when it comes to having the finest dorms. And, and when you visit after listening to this episode, listeners, we, we hope you do get to get in those dorms. Uh, having been on a lot of campuses over the years, UK is interesting in that it, it, it's considered urban. Mm -hmm. But it is not in the downtown business district. You can walk there just right. a few blocks away. There are busy roads adjacent to campus, 
but once you're off those roads, um, as, as, as Lindsay said, it just felt like college. Right. Uh, again, still an urban setting, but not maybe what you would think when you, when you hear urban setting. And, and finally, what you'll see at UK, when you walk around UK, are UK fans. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds a little odd to say, but as a flagship school and, and the home of all kinds of national championships, people love UK. Uh, in fact, in fact, when you go on other campuses and you go to other cities in Kentucky, you still see UK blue. Right. Yeah. Um, people people bleed blue as they as they say. There there is such a thing called big blue nation, and I'm sure you'll hear um, somebody in one of the interviews use that term. Um, it, it, it's crazy how in Kentucky you have people that support their alma mater if they went to school in Kentucky or even if they went to school beyond Kentucky, uh, but they still have a passion for UK as well. Um, it, it's like UK, the institution is sort of the embodiment of, of Kentucky, the state. So when you, you're supporting UK, you're supporting Kentucky as a state. Um, and it's just an interesting phenomenon, um, you know, whether whether that's we're talking about basketball season or we're just talking about the institution as a whole. Um, I'm curious if other states are similar in that regard. Uh, maybe maybe somewhat, but I think there's still something more intense about yeah. about UK and how people feel about yeah. the University of Kentucky. Yeah, um, and it, it's definitely it's definitely one of those states where. Um, you know, and and probably in a future episode we'll we'll mention U- University of Louisville, but um, definitely one of those states where where it's UK or U of L um, as far as our flagship universities are concerned. So, um, just an interesting phenomenon here in the state of Kentucky. Right. So, so anyway, let's take a break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to learn more about the University of Kentucky. Welcome back to Get Schooled on Campus. Sitting here in the Visitor Center with Clayton Abernathy, our, our college representative for Northern Kentucky. Clayton, welcome. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. Excited to, to be here with you today. Let's talk UK. You know, we did a tour of campus, walked around, uh, talked about that in the introduction, some of the history of UK. But what I really want to get a perspective on in this episode and in all these episodes is what is, what is the student experience like? Mm-hmm. You know, I envision people listening to this episode on their way to their campus tour where they get to walk around. But what is it like to be to be a student here is what we're really trying to get at. And, and I, I think starting with potentially what makes what makes UK unique? Yeah. If you could talk about that, would be awesome. Yeah. So the first thing when I'm always talking to students about UK is I always like to pose the question, why UK? Why is the University of Kentucky a school that you should consider as you're going through the admissions process? Right. Why is it a school that will help set you up for success? And there's kind of two main things with that. It's the big school opportunities that come with attending a large state institution, right. uh, while also being able to get a small school experience as well. So I think at the University of Kentucky, students are going to get the total package. So you're going to get all those big school opportunities, access to over 200 academic major and minor programs, pre-professional programs, opportunities to 
pursue a professional degree at UK if you're interested in medicine, law, pharmacy, right. dentistry. Uh, you're going to have all the career services that you need at your hands that can really help you build your resume, get those co-op and internship uh, opportunities, really get that experience you need to go land your dream job after college or pursue the next step in your educational journey. Uh, access to over 550 student organizations. So great ways for students to get involved on our campus and build community. I think that that's something that UK does really well. And we've noticed in the themes when we hear back from students that come and visit campus or students that have been on campus for their freshman years, they, they, they just feel like UK is a place that is their new home. It's their home away from home. We feel like we do a really good job of providing students with all the resources they need to, to be comfortable at UK, to be challenged at UK, to be provided just all the resources that they need to truly succeed at the University of Kentucky. I have a, I have a question for yeah. you then. What, what intentionally does the school do? Like I'm thinking of the conversations behind closed doors. What intentionally does the school do to, to do that for students, to, make, to create a home away from home? Yeah, so we have uh, dedicated staff that are focused on the first-year student experience, that are focused on uh, just different aspects of the, the college experience on campus, and they are working tirelessly from the beginning of the admission cycle to the moment that students on campus getting moved in to make sure that, that they feel like they're at home on our campus. And I think it all starts kind of with that first week that you're on campus. It's called okay. K-Week. Uh, it's kind of that freshman welcome week where basically you have programming from sunrise to sunset with different student organizations. Like before classes begin. Yeah, yeah. So it's before students move in. They come to campus for those first few days before classes start. Um, and you'll have the opportunity to meet with different student organizations, go to different events. There's athletics components if you're really big into to athletics at UK and they say that if you pay for a meal during that week that you're not doing it right because okay, all right. you're going you're going to get free free food throughout you'll get free t-shirts it, it's things like that 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 not only start during that not only are during K week but they continue throughout your time at UK so you know we have numerous stories from students who their advisors proactively reached out to them about the opportunity to switch into a class that was initially full that they really wanted to be in. So, so it, it's people at the university that, that really work to create that culture of, of, of comfort, uh, of caring about students, that, that really are passionate, not just about their jobs and what they do, but the people that they serve. And I think that that's something that sets UK apart is just the, the people that we have on our campus truly do care about the students. Uh, they, they care about the well-being of our students and care about the success of our, our students from the moment they step foot on campus freshman year all the way until they, they graduate and go out into the real world. Right. I think, I think that, that that's the goal of, of every large school mm -hmm. probably is to, is, to make, is to make it feel smaller and to yep. have that. But I... But what I think I hear you saying is that here in Lexington, at UK, the people are really good at that. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's cultural. Well, it is cultural for the university, but maybe it's a Southern culture in some sense or whatever it is. But 
it seems like there has to be intentionality. Yeah, and, the, and there that. is, and I think that the community is such an important part of the the college experience for a student because a student you you're going to school to focus on your academics. You want to make sure that you're on top of your studies and you're advancing towards your degree. But you also want to make sure you're having fun. You want to make sure you're you're meeting new people, getting involved in campus, getting involved in in different organizations and we're going to not only just provide those opportunities for you, but, but proactively provide them for you. We're going to go out of our way to make sure that these opportunities are not only just a, for you to, to come up and figure them out yourself, we're going to, to proactively reach out to, right. to students about that as well. And I always tell students, you know, you mentioned the kind of uh, being a, a big school and kind of what I was saying earlier with the, the the total package of that big school right. opportunity with the small school experience. I always tell students that, and I will preface this by saying that if, if, if you're listening to this and you want to attend a small school and, and you're dead set on that, that is perfectly fine. Absolutely. We, we at the University of Kentucky and all admissions counselors throughout the country want, right. you, to, want you to do what's best for you. Absolutely. But I, but I always like to tell students that it's a lot easier to make a, a big school feel small than it is to make a small school feel big. Interesting. And that's just something to to think about as you're going through the it's admissions. That's a really good point. Think, think about as you're going through the admissions process, you know, and I think that when I was talking about kind of those big school opportunities like uh, all the academics we offer, um, the, the student involvement, the education abroad, the research opportunities, the career services, those are all packaged with so many ways to make our campus feel small. Right. So you're kind of getting that that total package. You're getting all the resources that come with attending that large institution while having the opportunities to really uh, build the smaller community while still being a part of the larger UK community, which is really fun to be a part of. You know, the, the school spirit is something that I think stands out about the University of Kentucky. And For I sure. think it's really uh, just fun to, to be on a campus where students are passionate about the university that they attend. You know, we we call ourselves the the Big Blue Nation, and oh, that's I true. Think, I think that you know you can probably attest that when you're walking around campus, you see blue pretty much all over. Well, um, what you don't know is in our in our introduction, uh, when you walk around other campuses, you see blue, <laughs> and and other places and other high schools, uh, yeah. and that's that's the this is the school, and and uh, we mentioned it earlier uh, before this interview, but. This is this is synonymous with Kentucky mm-hmm. in some ways, the, the University of Kentucky. Yeah, and I think one other thing too that that kind of makes UK unique when I'm talking with uh, prospective students and families as well is I always like to mention that we're only one of eight universities in the entire nation that has our undergraduate programs, our graduate programs, and our professional schools all on one campus. So you're going to get a comprehensive kind of complete education at the University of Kentucky if you're interested in pursuing not only your undergraduate degree at UK, but also if you want to uh, get a graduate degree, maybe your master's in business administration Mm -hmm. or something like that, or you want to go to medical school, law school, pharmacy school, dental school. That is all on the campus that we're on right now. Or you don't have to drive to the ag campus. Yep. So A lot of schools are like that. Yeah, that can really alleviate... Uh, kind of that stress that might come with moving to a new city or, or you know, having to drive 20, 30 minutes off campus to go to the the, the school for your professional program. Right. It's, it's all and located. that does happen. Yeah, and it's it's all located right here. So that is uh, something that we take a lot of pride in, and 
like I said, being one of only eight universities in the country, that right. is uh, maybe that's part of the family feel in some sense, or contribute a tri- contributing factor mm-hmm. yeah. to to the family feel. Yeah. We're all we're all here together. Yeah, and I, and I think too, when when it comes down to it, I think it's pretty easy to just say it's all here, it's all here at UK. You know, whatever you want to pursue uh, in your career, we have the resources and we have the opportunities that can help you achieve that goal. Our our new branding recently, we switched to the motto "Wildly Possible." Yes, and yeah. We believe that. We believe at the University of Kentucky, whatever you set yourself uh, out to achieve, uh, can be achieved here on campus. I've actually followed you all for a while, so <laughs> it went from I forget what it was before to Sea yeah. Blue was the first really big, mm-hmm. almost professional. Uh, marketing campaign, and then Sea Blues transformed into Wildly Possible. Yep. Um, and it's just a, an interesting way of seeing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, that was a, that was a lot for one <laughs> one question. I like it. That's that's what we want. That's what we want here. A good conversation. Uh, but I do like to address what type of student you see would be successful here. Yeah. So I think uh, we're we're looking for students who uh, want to to really make an impact, uh, in, in the world and, and who are willing to step out of their comfort zone. You know, I think at the university of Kentucky, like I said, with all the student organization and involvement opportunities, all the academic opportunities, there's great ways for you to come to campus and and be a part of something bigger than yourself and come to UK, pursue your degree, have fun, but also make an impact on, the campus that you are on. So, you know, we we have students from all backgrounds, all, all races, religions, creeds, uh, and we are, are excited for the diverse student body that we do have on our campus and are always striving to, to, to continue to build Absolutely. on that diversity. And we just uh, are always looking for students that, that are passionate about making a difference in the community, want to to really pursue their degree for the betterment of others, you know? And I think that it's really cool to see what a lot of student leaders on our campus are doing uh, on campus, throughout the community. I can honestly say from, from my experience as a student at the University of Kentucky, leadership opportunities were, were plentily available and, and truly helped me so much grow as a person and also prepare for my career. You know, one thing that uh, I always love to plug when I'm talking about UK is called Dance Blue. It's a 24-hour no-sitting, no-sleeping dance marathon on campus that benefits pediatric cancer. And uh, it's the largest fundraiser that student philanthropy that we do have on our campus uh, has raised over $15 million over the last uh, decade plus for the the children's uh, pediatric oncology clinic on campus. And to to say that you're a part of something that impactful as a student at UK is really special. And Dance Blue is not the only one. There are plenty of other opportunities, organizations, events where you can can give back to the community and, and really make your mark and have that impact. So um, just kind of looking for, for well-rounded students, you know, when we're going through the admissions process, we're going to, you know, we're going to look at your, your academics, but we're also going to look at your involvement. What have you done in high school? You know, what, right. what have you done outside of the classroom, community service, leadership? Uh, are you a part of any clubs or organizations at your school? 
Uh, were you in band, a job, anything like that that just goes to show us. Like how you'll contribute. Yeah, that you're a well-rounded individual and how you'll understand that that that's an important aspect of being a college student is balance. You know, you you don't want to want to come and and focus 100% of your time on your academics. You don't want to come and focus 100% of your time on extracurriculars at UK. You want to find that balance. And we want to know that that in high school you've kind of you were that way. gone through that and understood that. Right. And and you know, high, college has its own challenges. You're taking that natural next step in your educational journey. But uh, uh, we just want to make sure that, that you know that, that it's 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 okay if, if you're struggling in a class or, or right. it's okay if, if you weren't able to, to attend this event. You know, having that balance is Yeah, important. you have to pick and choose mm-hmm. your time and, and a student who's able to to do that is somebody who would be successful here because there's so much you could do. It's almost important to be able not to do some things mm-hmm. and to be able to manage and, and decide what's most important. Yeah. Out of all those choices, you can't you can't do everything. Yeah, I always like to say quality over quantity. You know, we yeah, and, perfect. And, and when we're looking at students' applications too, I would just mark that that's important too. The quality. Know, don't think quality. you have to be involved in ten organizations. Right. But your only involvement is one hour every two weeks with that. If you're involved in a few, but you're very involved, that, that's going to stand out to us. Right, of mm-hmm. course. Perfect. I have another, another thing for you. And uh, what, what are the things students need to know about UK that they can't learn on a quick Google search? Yeah. If so you I, haven't covered it already. So I have a few points here that, that I wanted to, okay. to bring up. Cool. So the first is... The, the, the student population at the University of Kentucky. So just to give uh, your listeners an idea, we are about 66% in-state students, about 34% okay. out-of-state. So we have students from all 120 counties in Kentucky, all 50 states, and over 100 countries. So as I mentioned wow. earlier, we, we you know, take a lot of pride in that diverse student body. Yep. But with that being said, you know, if you're an out-of-state student, if you're considering UK, but you're nervous about maybe moving far away from home and, and really not knowing many people and what that adjustment looks like. There's going to be people at UK that are in the exact same boat as you from your area. And when you get to campus, right, you're going to find out that you met someone that, that went to your rival high school. Right. Or that, yeah. That, yeah. That right down up, the road. Grew up th- right down the road, 30 minutes away. And for me, I, I was an out-of-state student and I had that experience. So I think that's one thing too, is that we, we have students from all across the state and the country. So wherever you're coming from, if you're considering UK, mm-hmm. there are going to be students from your area that you can relate with and kind of instantly build that connection with. You know, I, I grew up, I was born in Northern Kentucky, but then when I was seven, we moved to the Northern Virginia, Washington, right. D.C. area. Um, and when I came back to UK, I only knew two other people. But within the first week I was on campus, I met four or five others that went to rival high schools yep. that are that are from the area, and that just really helps start building uh, that smaller community on campus. And it's just kind of cool to know that you're not alone, and you kind of instantly have that connection. You guys can talk about the favorite restaurants up in that area, yeah, or, or your yeah, sports yeah. teams, whatever it is uh, that that you bond with. Um, I would also say that there's so much more to learn about Lexington than just what you can find either through our website or just through a quick Google search. Uh, Lexington, um, I'm sure, as you all mentioned in the introduction, is where the University of Kentucky is located. And 
we call ourselves the horse capital of the world. So uh, we have what's called the Keeneland Racetrack. Um, Been there before. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It, it's really fun. It's, it's truly, and, and this is not an over-exaggeration, but it is one of the most beautiful horse racing tracks in the world. I would say um, it is. Yeah. It, it, it hosts, yeah. it just hosted the Breeders' Cup uh, a few weeks ago, one of the you know world's largest yep. <laughs> horse racing competitions. Um, but that is something that students love to, to go attend in the fall and the spring when they have their meets open. And that's just a really fun social event for students. And that is one of many things that you can do throughout the city of Lexington. I, it, I don't consider Lexington a college town because there's so much to do outside of Lexington right right and just on the University of Kentucky's campus there's a really cool relationship between the university and uh, the city itself but they both kind of work on their own at the same time so UK is very much its own campus Lexington is very much its own city and there's a ton to do you could eat in a new restaurant every day and and still not right catch all the restaurants they have the donut scene in lexington is, is amazing. <laughs> really if i can plug uh anything free advertising here north lime donuts if you're ever uh coming for a campus visit make sure to mention or to get north lime donuts because they are are, are truly amazing but lexington is just just really fun and then just some of the campus traditions that that we have uh, our student activities board will we'll bring big speakers or, or big musicians for concerts every year. We have uh, this event, the ping pong ball drop, where we go, uh, a bunch of students go to the top of the Patterson office tower, okay. uh, which I believe is 17 or 18 stories high, and they just drop a bunch of ping pong balls <laughs> down, and it's just kind of a thing where students uh, love to... That's to psychology. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Uh, there's the the statue of our former president uh, Patterson, and we uh, say it's good luck if you rub his foot before an exam. So <laughs> there's just fun little yeah, traditions that, like all that. that stuff is great. I always love that stuff. And I would just add too, um, if if you're a, a you know athletics are big at the University of Kentucky. If if you're a big uh, sports fan and and you like UK. Uh, being able to see some of the best collegiate athletics in the country at, at yep. really, really inexpensive prices for student tickets and, uh, is a, a great perk. You know, for me, sure. uh, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to say that athletics was a big part in my decision-making sure. process. Sure. I, I grew up a lifelong UK fan, and it obviously wasn't the only reason, but um, I, I always knew I wanted to come cheer on the Wildcats in person and being able to to see Coach Cal and the basketball team and the football team and all the other sporting events as a student is really fun. It is. It's big time. Mm-hmm. It's big time. That's amazing. Uh, wow. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much. We need to take a break, I think, and then we're going to get to a professor. After that, we'll hit up a student. Uh, Clayton, thanks so much for coming on, get schooled on campus. Can't wait for people to listen to this episode. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. No problem. Back to Get Schooled on Campus, University of Kentucky edition. I'm here, thank you, with Dr. Matthew Beck, Associate Professor and Director of Undergraduate Studies for Materials Engineering 
at UK's College of Engineering. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks. It's great to be here. I really appreciate joining in. Uh, I've had students I've worked with in the past in the College of Engineering, and, and you know, I wish I knew more about it, so I'm glad, I'm glad to have you. Uh, do you mind if I just start lambasting you with questions? No, of course not. Go right ahead. All right. Uh, you know, I'm trying to, again, not all listeners will be will be particularly interested in engineering in, until they hear you probably. But yeah, I hope that's the case. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But in every episode of Get Schooled on Campus, we want to highlight one amazing department at each university. And, and one of the themes we try to get at in this episode or in this podcast is is what the student experience is like. Uh, so I, I want to start with that. What, what experiences can students expect in their undergraduate studies? Yeah, engineering generally is really focused on empowering students to be able to solve problems, to go out into the world and make a difference. And, and some of that is classroom learning. There's definitely lecture classes uh, where we're going to work to convey content and, and work with you to, to get some skills that you need. But really the heart of any engineering education, and this is very much true in materials engineering in, in my program is, is for students to get their hands on, on stuff, to actually do stuff. Uh, there's gonna be physics labs and chemistry labs, but all of that is building to get you into the engineering lab classes where you can get your hands on, uh, if it's electrical engineering, on electronics, if it's in materials, we got our hands on all kinds of stuff, melting things, breaking things, casting things, lighting <laughs> on a fire. Look, we want to get students as close to the things that they're going to be doing in their career and give them some experiences that parallel those those classroom moments, give them some experiences in the lab that they can really latch on to. So that, that's a really key thing for us in our student experience. Uh, is it OK if I call you Matthew? Yeah, of course. In this. All right. You know, I just want to be I just in my brain, I'm always, you know, Dr. Beck, Dr. Beck. But Matthew, I. so what you're saying is kids get to break stuff and burn things. <laughs> Hey, if you don't understand how things break, you're 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 going to struggle to get them back together and to prevent them from breaking in the first place. So, well, so you know, I, I if I could invite you to where I live, you if you could if you could come on up and help with the Brent Spence Bridge in Cincinnati. <laughs> I, you know, I know I know this episode may be may be available for years and years, but at the time of this recording, uh, you know, eight percent of the gross national product crosses that bridge, uh, and it's a great example of of people probably potentially graduates of yours working working on figuring out how to because they they are rebuilding like part of this bridge right in the right in the middle of it i'm sure materials engineering would be a part of that yeah and and let me just start by saying uh we did not plan this question ahead of time i did not see this question this is this is just coming up and uh I, honestly i talked about that in class just uh last week um and did you really this is cool talk let's talk about this for a second yeah so i i mean one of the things that i want to comment on here is uh, um at uk and at all colleges of engineering there there are a number of different disciplines there and you've surely heard many of their names are civil engineering and electrical engineering and of course i'm from materials engineering and and i gotta confess to you those names they aren't like boxes that constrain people those names help you connect to the kinds of classes and skills that are going to help you be successful in your career but we're talking about a bridge here we're talking about a bridge there was a fire a crash there was a, a a fire that that damaged the structure of the bridge and they're working to repair that and get that 
it back uh, uh, to, to functioning. And you might think, oh, it's a bridge that must be civil engineering. Right. And, and, yeah. and you're, you're not wrong. Civil engineers are absolutely critical to working on this, but so are mechanical engineers, so are materials engineers. Engineering is always done on a team, and it's about bringing a diverse mix of skills and backgrounds together to solve a problem effectively and efficiently. And in materials engineering, you know, this is perfect. We talk about how the way you treat or process a material changes its behavior. So you get a steel beam on this bridge. It's strong. It doesn't bend. It's carrying all this load from all these trucks and, and traffic crossing it. And then it gets really hot because there was a fire nearby. That, that heat over time acts to change the material itself and alter its properties. So the first thing that happened was people started looking at test samples and at stuff in the lab to ask what might happen to the, the steel that this bridge is made out of when it gets hot. And then once they know that, they can begin to assess, okay, well, do we need to reinforce that? Do we need to strengthen it? And that is exactly the process that's ongoing now. They've identified what they need to do and, and a team of engineers, we're gonna fix it. It's, it's, it's a perfect everyday real life right now example of getting out there and solving problems. Great I, I guess, I don't know, just having talking to you already I and, and hearing materials engineering, I just had this feeling that that was maybe even bigger in this particular case as, as far as far as something that really had to be looked at with yeah, I mean, it's, knowledge. Yeah, I mean, it's a critical component. Uh, in, in materials engineering, our focus is not on uh, building any specific product or solving any specific application problem. Materials engineers are part of really every problem out there because any great idea you have, you're going to have to make it out of something. And understanding right. you know, how to get something that's strong enough or light enough or safe in the human body or I, I don't know what crazy idea you have, but if you want to make that possible, you need materials that can do that. And materials engineering is all about taking chemistry and physics and math, not because we love those things. I mean, they're fine, but they're really our tools and our weapons that we use to understand the real world and go out and actually make a positive impact. So that's where we live. And you're, you're totally right. I, you know, I, Anytime you see uh, some unexpected event, whether it's a fire on a bridge or, or anything, there's always going to be a materials engineer out there helping to figure out why right. did this happen? How can we prevent it? What do we need to do to repair it? I know, I know I'm working on a longer episode, but I'm totally interested in, <laughs> I'm guessing, I'm guessing that the, the lightweight hiking gear I'm buying has a lot to do with materials engineering. So, <laughs> so I hiked a trail and my pack was too heavy and now I'm all about like I will buy the Neo XL Light Uber Uber uh, sleeping bag sleeping pad that only weighs it's like the size of a Nalgene bottle and in weighs like I don't know fourteen ounces or hey. twelve or eight point eight ounces something like that. Nearly every engineering discipline, when when you're a student in engineering, your your career as a student kind of has a capstone. We call it senior capstone design. Okay, and, senior uh, capstone design. And, 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 and what it is, is it's really us as faculty, as professors, turning you loose on actual problems to show off all the stuff you've learned over the last few years. In materials engineering, if you want to know what kind of design problems we work on, you know, anytime you want to make something lighter, stronger, mm -hmm. you know, stand up to high temperatures, go into outer space, any, anytime you're looking at something, you're like, oh, if only it could do this. You're really crying out for a materials engineer to come in and tell you, well, here, 
let's design some specialty nylon that, that that's going to give you water resistance and lightweight and high want, or low thermal. Oh, yeah. Conductivity. I mean, think about everything out there now is, is, is more breathable. It's more lightweight and it's, 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 it's more longer water resistant. And it, okay. Yeah, sure. Last longer because you're going to pay more money. It needs to be a higher quality product. I, I mean, it drives my wife nuts. I, I can't get in the car and drive around town and not be pointing out, <laughs> Hey, that's a new thing. Do you know how materials engineering made that possible? You know, it drives her nuts, but, but for engineering students and, 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 and people who are just excited by technology and who want to make a difference in their world, there's just so many opportunities to bring to bear a, a creative mind and, and some, some real interest and excitement about technology uh, in materials and in engineering generally, to be honest. Fan, fantastic. I have a question. I want to transition a little bit then, having, having talked about what we just did. Uh, facilities. What facilities does University of Kentucky have that would enhance the program? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, You know, UK has a a beautiful campus and engineering, most uh, of the engineering classrooms and the offices for our faculty and our labs are all centered around the engineering quad. Uh, If you if you land on campus right there in front of main building and head off just a little bit towards your right, there's the, the business school right there and then kind of in the corner Right there in the middle is uh, the engineering quad, and there's a group of buildings around that. Uh, nearly all of our classes take place uh, right there. It's really easy to get around, very close to your, your professors, the faculty, and to all of our research labs. So a couple facilities notes. Uh, each program has beautiful undergraduate lab space, which is where we get to do all this hands-on stuff. Sure, a lot of sure. state-of-the-art equipment, uh, making sure we're connecting you to the kinds of tools you're going to see Uh, in the real world. And right sprinkled throughout that are all of our actual research labs. And and that's something I want to mention. A lot of students in engineering will have uh, what we call uh, an experiential learning component. That might be an internship. It might be a co-op, which is a more formal, kind of longer-term job-related experience. Or it could be research in a faculty member's lab. A lot of our students uh, get in the lab and do research. And I'm talking real research, stuff like, that gets sure, published. publishable real research, yeah. Yeah, a ton of our students do that. Really, I'd say the vast majority of engineering students have at least one uh, a type of experiential learning that they do. And it really just integrates into the curriculum because it, it's with your professors, it, it's, it's work, at a real company that's connected to what you're doing in the lab, that's connected to what you're doing in the classroom. It's a really seamless thing. I will comment at UK, there is no requirement for experiential learning. Gotcha. And, and we don't make a requirement for that only because we know that students are coming from a lot of different uh, backgrounds, a lot of different places. And maybe for you, uh, you're looking to graduate in three years and, and fitting in that sure. experience learning is not optimal. Or maybe you need to make some money. And I'll comment to you, co-ops in engineering, when you, when you go off and, and you work oh, yeah. for uh, some semesters, they pay you real money. We're talking yes. $25, yeah. yes. $30 an hour. Yeah. A lot of great opportunities. It's fantastic. And that you that already answers another question I had, which 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 is revolving around their resume. Students, students can leave with a good resume. That's what it, I mean. They're going to have some experiential component related to their field. On, on their resume upon graduation with their undergraduate degree. Yeah, and I'll also add to that, engineering is a really great field to go into, and, and certainly materials engineering 
And that's because we do not graduate enough engineering students to fill all the jobs that are available. Materials engineering, for example, 100% wow. of my students are placed in jobs every year. And, and wow. the job placement rate for engineers generally is just, just through the roof. So when you talk about resumes, for example, you know, what you want to show to prospective employers is that you have learned the knowledge and skills mm -hmm. that they want to put to use, that you've had an opportunity to get your hands on stuff and actually apply some of that, whether that's in lab classes or, or a co-op or internship. Uh, but you also want to convey to them that you want to solve problems, that you're not done learning, that you want to join this company and connect with this group of individuals who are working to solve real problems and build your skills even further. They know you're a beginning engineer. They want to hire a beginning engineer because they want to empower you to have a career, 35 years of making a difference right. out there in the world. So put that resume together with the classes you've taken, uh, with all the experience you've had, leadership experiences, extracurricular experiences, uh, research, co-ops, and all that stuff, uh, and go out there and meet a, a lot of these hiring companies. They come into our, our job fairs. They just really want to talk to students who are excited to meet the students that that are, are coming up on graduation. If you, that's fantastic. I, I have the utmost faith that uh, the kids are going to leave with a great resume and a, and a job, which I think in this, in, in this, in this day and age, I think people with the cost of college want to want to leave a university with like, as it's an investment and, and not just in in what they learn, but but in a practical sense too, when they when they finally graduate. Yeah, I, I want all my students to come to class not because I'm making them, not because anybody's making them, but because they look at that class, that that unit of time, and the dollars that 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 class cost them is a door or a key to a door. It's unlocking something they want. Totally. If you want to change the world, if you want to make money in a great job doing that, if you want to do exciting and diverse, new, interesting things every day, and, and you want to solve problems, you put your mind and your ideas against the problems of the world, this is what engineering is. Come to us. And, and you know what? There are costs to that. The time, look, nobody wants to get up in the morning and go to calculus <laughs> class, but, right. but we're going to do it because you put all this together. Give us a chance and we're going to build these skills for you. We're going to empower you to when you leave this place, of course, get a job, get a job that matters, get a job that, that, that pays money that matters. That aligns with your values. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I, all right. So how about this? You know, we're, we're highlighting your department, but there are students who haven't thought about engineering generally or, or students who are completely undecided. You know, is, is there anything you would like to say to students who haven't already decided they're going to be engineers for life? Yeah, and, and absolutely, there's a ton I want to say to you guys. Um, the first thing I want to say to you is, if you've heard that engineering is hard, uh, you're right. Engineering is hard. But honestly, that is a reason to, to choose engineering, to come to engineering, because our whole purpose in the UK College of Engineering is to empower students like you to succeed in these things that are difficult. It is so rewarding. It is so creative. You know, there are so many different kinds of jobs connected to engineering, so many different application areas, so many different ways in which you can make a difference in your community, in your nation, in your world through engineering, through problem solving. You know, 
biological stuff, medical stuff, renewable energy, clean water resources, you know, beautiful buildings, crazy new fabrics. You talked about hiking and, and, and just anything that you do, anything that makes you personally excited that you're interested in, engineering makes that possible. And materials engineering, my discipline, is at the heart of so much of it. You know, don't just not consider it. Think about it. Come and talk to us. We would love to talk to you. And it may not be right for you, but the bottom line is there are so many exciting opportunities. I think there are a ton of students out there who would really find a, a really rewarding home uh, in engineering. And we'd love, we'd love to connect with you. I think I'm going to stop podcasting completely, work on my application to UK, come and, and, I'll, and then I will have to call you Dr. Beck because I, you know, I'm almost 50, but I think, I think I'm ready. I think you, hey. You've got me fired up, man. You've got me totally fired up. Second career stuff. I, I, we've got you covered. We got students who are coming in at 18. We got students coming in at 50. We can empower. I am like, oh, you're not even, I'm even joking, man. Now you got me all fired up. You, I, this is, this is awesome. I hope, I hope people listening, you know, I'm assuming that if they just look up Dr. Matthew Beck and they want to send you an email or ask questions, just shoot you shoot you a message and you know, they, they can connect with you, connect with yeah. you further. I'm, I'm easy to get a hold of. You can find me online. Um, but there's a whole team of people at UK and the College of Engineering dedicated to connecting with prospective students from every background. Whatever your preparation is, whatever your high school offered, whatever you took in high school, whatever you've been doing for the last 20 years. Uh, we got a team of people out there. Tony Jackson in the recruiting office. Um, I know Tony Jackson. Yeah, great guy. Great, just a whole great guy. Yeah, whole team committed to to, to helping students find uh, a home in engineering. So email me. Uh, I can put you in contact with current students. Uh, my student organization is called Material Advantage. That's the materials engineering okay. student organization. They do a ton of outreach work, a, a ton of exciting, fun stuff. Um, there's people to talk to. If you got questions, please don't hesitate to uh, hop online, uh, kick us an email, stop by campus. It's a little hard uh, right now, but but in general, we love having people visit. Yeah. There's a million opportunities. Come okay, and one, final, one final thing. Um, Clayton Clayton said the donut game was strong in, in Lexington, and he, he suggested North Lime Donuts. Yeah. Now, is that is that your personal favorite, or you know, do we have – do we have a competitor you, you'd rather pick? So I, I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, to uh, get myself, uh, you know, crossed out by by half or a third of the population by by weighing in on this 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 truly <laughs> truly you know impactful question here. But look, the yeah. donut game is awesome here in Lexington. Come and see us. I am not going out on a limb. Okay, say, which I love. I'll just just anger half. You know. Somebody will be angry about whatever, but all right. But I, I see. I didn't realize. I didn't realize this was so controversial. Clayton was I, just North Lime. Uh, I I will I will I I have enjoyed some wonderful donuts and uh, <clears throat> there's there's a couple your, of options there. Come and see. I love us. We'll your just, diplomat. I do, I love your diplomacy. That's we'll amazing. Uh, Matthew, uh, Doctor Beck. I mean, I I really really am glad I got to meet you and and talk with you about this and and to, and to share to share this on the podcast we're going to take a break and talk to a student next so again thank you for coming on the podcast oh, thanks so much for the opportunity
Welcome back to Get Schooled on Campus. We're here with another interview, and this time it's with junior Jeremy Middleton. It's awesome to have students in these episodes. Jeremy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. You are you are quite welcome. I'm actually very happy you're here. Let's, let's start with some basics so people can get to know you, and then I've got some fun things, I hope, to ask you and some important things to ask you. If you could just give us a little background on you know, where you went to high school and what your college search process was like. Yeah, of course. So I'm actually originally from Salisbury, Maryland, so about 10 hours east of Lexington. Uh, so my process of getting to UK was just a little bit different than a lot of students. Uh, I always knew I wanted to go to a big school. I wouldn't always go out of state. So that was kind of the first place I started okay. looking. Uh, I toured a bunch of schools along the East Coast. Um, a lot of big schools, and I just couldn't exactly find exactly what I was looking for. Uh, so UK was actually the last school that I toured in March of my senior year. Uh, wow, March, I, of, March of senior year. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I kind of didn't really know where I was going, and UK was the last place I toured, and I just got here and loved it. So I did a lot of other college visits, and UK just kind of stood out to me among all the ones that I toured. Right, so living in Maryland, College Park was off the table for you? Yeah, so I did apply there just to kind of make my mom happy. She was like, you need to at least apply to a few in-state schools, but I always knew that I wanted to go out of state and kind of get a little farther away from home. And, you know, you're, you're out east, yep. so there's a whole lot, a whole lot of choice mm-hmm. out east. Is there one, one reason you ended up touring UK? Um, I had known a couple of people that had come to UK okay. from my high school, but not that I was really close with or friends with in high school. Just kind of in the back of my mind, had known people that had come here on campus. So I kind of just randomly applied. I honestly don't really know why I applied to UK. Uh, it kind of just was a thing in the back of my head that let's maybe apply and see what happens. I didn't really think too much of it, so I kind of just toured a bunch of other schools that sure. I thought I would be interested in. And then in the back of my head, it was like, hey, I got accepted to UK. Uh, I can't find where I want to go to school, so let's go tour UK. And that's kind of how I got here and got on campus and toured. That's awesome. Yep. Well, congratulations on, on that, <laughs> on surviving that process, which was a couple years ago. Like I mentioned, you're, you, were, you were a junior. Uh, it'll be, I would like to know what, what you're studying and what that's like for you. Yeah, so my major is called Integrated Strategic Communication, uh, which I always get a lot of questions about, what does that actually mean? Yes, that's my question. (laughs) What does that actually mean? So it's basically a mix of public relations and advertising, uh, kind of very similar to a marketing program would be, uh, but we kind of focus more on the relationships aspect of how we can connect with stakeholders and when we're promoting products or services or ideas to them. Uh, so really it's just kind of that mix of public relations and advertising, but a little bit more of a personal con- connection than a marketing program would be. That's really, really cool. I So my follow-up question to that then would be, you, you work in the admissions office. Yes, so I am a tour guide, so it's kind of a branch of admissions. So I work at the visitor center, giving tours to students on campus and that kind of thing. So if you notice things that connect to your major? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, public speaking is a big part of being a tour guide and showing students around campus and uh, kind of with any job that's a big skill, but especially in the field that I want to go into, it's very important to be able to like do pitch presentations and uh, talk to clients and that kind of thing. So I definitely have seen a lot of overlap between those two. So do you uh, do you practice your tours? Like, like do, you think, do you think about, man, this is another tour I have to do, but this is more great practice for me? Yes. So at the beginning, when I first started giving tours, I was at the beginning of sophomore year. So that when I would I'd practice a lot back then, but now it's kind of like second nature to me. I get out on campus and just kind of don't really think about what I'm saying. It just kind of all flows out in a pretty natural kind of conversation when I'm out there giving tours. So uh, I'd say I kind of think about it, what I want to say, but 
at the same time as I do it so often now, it just kind of, right. and it's something I enjoy doing. So I love going around and showing students around campus. So uh, it definitely is kind of like a second nature thing that I just kind of get out there and just start going and giving my tour. Very cool. Very cool. I love it. Switching gears just a little bit. What do you, what do you like most about UK? I think what I love most about UK is the family aspect of it. Uh, we are kind of one big family here. Uh, school spirit is uh, crazy. It's so much fun being yes, a student here on yes, campus. Uh, coming from out of state, I really had no clue about the UK. Like uh, I ha obviously knew about like the UK basketball. Of program, course, everyone knows UK basketball. But right. I had really no clue about what it was actually going to be like and the feeling here on campus. And the school spirit is really a thing that drew me to UK. Once I got here and toured campus, I just saw people wearing Kentucky shirts. And that was a really big thing for me, uh, that they're, knowing students that are still on campus are still so proud of the school that they go to. Uh, and that school spirit, that really great connections kind of does feel like a really big family here on campus. That's honestly my favorite part. It's just kind of feeling at home here uh, and knowing that uh, we're all kind of have different backgrounds and we're from different places, but we're all here together on campus supporting the Wildcats or uh, just kind of all the great programs and stuff that our school does, I think is one of my favorite parts. You know, it's interesting because when people talk about helping students, at least in my profession, helping students think about, and then parents go through this, which schools they want to go to and apply to, I think there's a kind of, kind of a, negative, a negative thought in that hey, I want to go to UK because I like the basketball team or I like the school spirit. But it sounds like it's it, maybe that's not a negative thing. Yeah, I don't think it's a negative thing at all. I think it's something I was definitely looking for in a school. I know I wanted to go to a school that had that school spirit and had right. uh, that people wanting to go to basketball or football games, like wanting to show up to the stands early to support and get good seats and then support the teams or whatever. Uh, so I think it's actually a really great thing to have that school spirit aspect to it. Uh, and obviously we're pretty great at academics too, so that was a big part of it in my search process. But uh, I think that really that spirit that we do have on campus is one of my favorite parts about being a student here. Cool. It sounds like you were looking for a large flagship university with good school, school spirit, and you found it. Exactly. You found it at the University of Kentucky. That's that's awesome. What, what advice? This is an easy question probably coming from a tour guide, but and you probably do this every day. What advice would you give to someone visiting? Yeah, so I would say if you can, get on that guided tour. I think it really helps to see a student's mm -hmm. perspective on campus. Uh, if you can walk around by yourself, if there's no tour spots available, obviously get here on campus and do that. Uh, but I really do think it helps to have a student's perspective of what they go through every single day, what buildings that they go into, and kind of showing around. I think that's really important. Uh, also, if you're on campus, do as much as you can and see as much as you can. Okay. Uh, go into classroom buildings, look and peep in the classroom windows and see students actually learning in there. Uh, go eat in the dining hall, all, all that kind of stuff, but also just explore Lexington. Lexington is a great city. Uh, it's a really great balance of kind of being a bigger city, but still having that kind of small town, yeah, college sure town vibes. Sure uh, so go experience Lexington, go eat off campus. Lexington has a great food scene. I'm just going to get the full experience of what it would be like to be a student here on campus. I think that's the most important advice that I can give. That's great advice for every school, Yep, I would think, to, to do that. Um, I'm with you, with you 100%. So listen, this is the part, this is the fun part. This is our game. Are you ready? I'm, ready. I'm giving you, like, I'm going to ask a question. You're going to say the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Best place to eat near campus? 
If you ask a lot of students, they're going to say local taco. That is right off campus. That's my answer, and by the way. Students love that. Uh, it's definitely a great hangout spot, but I really love Saulgood, which is in downtown Lexington. Mm. Uh, that is personally one of my favorite area places to eat on campus. Uh, kind of near campus, it would be Saulgood. But local taco is a really great option if you're just coming to visit for the day. It's pretty close to campus. So, Can you walk? I should know this, but I don't. Can you walk to downtown from here? Yeah, so right now we're in our student center, and it right past the student center, this is our north campus area, you're in downtown Lexington. So it's almost like a, a straight shift from having this campus, and we're very confined in one area. Right. And then as soon as you get off campus, you're in downtown, which is another reason why I love kind of being a student here, getting that college campus feel, but then once you step right off, you're in downtown. So yeah, awesome. yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. What's your best spot to study? I really love... The Little Lucille Fine Arts Library. Ooh, Little Lucille yeah. Fine Arts Library. Yes, it is a small, we have nine libraries on campus, and it's one of our smaller ones. Uh, I feel like not many people know about it, so it's a really great kind of quiet place to study, but also they have some big windows that kind of look out on the campus, so it's kind of a very peaceful spot to be there uh, in that library. I don't think that makes the tour. No, it doesn't. We do not go there on tour, so if anyone's listening that's coming to UK, uh, I don't want people to kind of overrun that library space because that is my... Uh, <laughs> my, my hidden gem here on campus. Scratch that. <laughs> don't go. It's a terrible library. You would want, not want to study there. It's in the basement. It's really boring. <laughs> Understood. What's the hardest class you've ever had here? My hardest class I've ever taken is Stats 296. Uh, I am not a math person, and that was just kind of one of the hardest classes that I had, kind of having to push myself a little bit uh, to do well in that class. But again, had to go to tutoring a couple times, but I kind of tell people on tour there's no shame in going and asking for help. Right. If you need That's it. a good lesson, honestly. Yeah, if you need it, go and ask for it, because mm. it definitely helped me. Uh, but that was kind of my hardest class, just because I'm not a math person. You're a people person. <laughs> exactly. You succeed without math. <laughs> exactly. You just meet people and talk. That's that's awesome. What well, So, and, and to flip the coin, what's the most fun class you've ever had? So, for my major, uh, it was a, my first public relations class that I took. We actually got to work for a real client, uh, which was cool. So we created a whole advertising marketing campaign for a real client. Uh, and the client that we worked for was based at Buffalo Trace Distillery, but they were coming okay. out with a line of craft sodas. Uh, so we were kind of working with them to how to launch this craft sodas product. So That's would, really cool. So we actually had like meetings with them. Uh, and we were actually working right alongside of them to kind of come up with this uh, big launch campaign on how they were going to promote their product uh, to uh, people around the area and even outside of Lexington. So it was a really cool experience to actually have hands-on work with a real client, kind of stuff that I would want to do once I graduate. Right. Uh, so I think that was a really fun class to kind of work for a whole semester for a real client. Did you see your results coming through, your your influence coming through? Yes. Yeah, so it was funny. We, I, what, it was like a group project that we worked on. So I signed a picture to a couple of my group members from a social media post that they had made, uh, kind of giving some of the influence that we had put into that campaign was posted on their social media page. So that was a kind of a cool experience cool. to see that I kind of come a full circle moment. That's fantastic. Um, coolest professor. My coolest professor, Beth Barnes, uh, she is another one of my professors in my major, and I've actually taken four classes with her. Nice. Uh, and I study abroad with her, so uh, it was definitely, definitely the coolest. Definitely the coolest, one of my favorite professors that I've ever had. Uh, she has a lot of great experience in the industry, and I think that kind of helps when you're teaching classes yeah, to have yeah. actual experience and just teaching from a textbook. I think I have an easy question for, for this episode, for you, which is it's Friday night, you have no plans, you're bored. What do you do? Uh, one thing I will say, I don't think you can be bored on campus. <laughs> there you go. Good answer. <laughs> There's so much going on. It's your fault if you're bored. <laughs> exactly. In UK. There's a lot going yeah. on. 
uh, whether it's a basketball game or I'm also a part of our student activities board. So we plan a bunch of events oh, for cool. our student body. Yeah. So we're always having events going on on the weekends. Also just going to downtown Lexington, kind of exploring that area. There's always something to do either on campus or directly off campus. Awesome. Fantastic. Something every student should experience. Kind of cliche, but a basketball game. I, Standing yeah, in I the agree. eruption zone, uh, which is our student section. The what? The, eru- the eruption zone? The eruption zone. So okay. we play basketball at Rupp Arena. So yes. the student section is called the eruption zone. Okay. Uh, and it is definitely a crazy experience, but it's a lot of fun. I think every student should experience that. Uh, but also, I think another great thing to experience is Dance Blue. Uh, so yeah. if you haven't heard of Dance Blue before, what it is, it's a whole year-long fundraiser that culminates in a 24-hour, no-sitting, no-sleeping dance marathon. I've uh, heard of benef- it. Yep. It benefits the Kentucky Children's Hospital, a pediatric oncology and hematology clinic. So it's definitely a great cause. Uh, this past March, I stood for 24 hours in Dance Did Blue. Did you really? 24 hours straight. Uh, it's definitely really hard experience, but we raised over $2 million last year. That is year. amazing. So I knew it was a lot. I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, so it was a new record. It was just a really great experience, so I definitely recommend at least one time during your time here at UK uh, is to stand for 24 hours. It really is kind of a life-changing moment. Fantastic. Best part of being a UK student? Best part of being a UK student? I would say uh, just kind of being on campus and interacting with other UK students. I mean, that is really like... The family. The family, exactly. Kind of going back to what we talked to, but also... Uh, the connections with people who aren't still on campus, uh, but that you'll meet. So I'll give kind of an example. I was presenting at a conference uh, in Denver last February. So first I had a great opportunity to actually go to Denver and present at a conference. So that's a really great thing. Uh, But also I was just sitting, eating at a restaurant and I was wearing a UK sweatshirt and someone just walked up to me and was like, hey, go Cats. Like, are you guys from Lexington? That kind of thing. And I think that's just kind of cool that you will really find a UK past student or a UK fan or some connection to UK no matter where you are going across the country. You're always going to kind of run into someone who's part of that Wildcat family or Big Blue Nation as we like to call it. Uh, so I think that's kind of my favorite part as well of being a student here on campus. I don't think anyone could wrap that up any better. <laughs> so I appreciate my time with you. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that everybody is going to get to hear your perspective of UK. Uh, Again, Jeremy Middleton, Jr. at UK, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Schooled on Campus. Wow. All right. Um, I don't even know what to say with with these these interviews. I mean, these lots of good was, stuff in them. I know. I know. I know. Uh, I, w- I would say that just in my my mind, it's it is a really exciting place. Uh, there's a lot of great history, but they're always looking forward and and moving forward. One of the things I saw on the tour that I didn't mention earlier is the university president has its own, his own house on in the middle of campus and you can just walk around the outside of it, like totally <laughs> just sit in his yard. Uh, and it's a beautiful, beautiful hidden little spot on campus, but it's open. It's open for the public. We walk right through it. The tour goes right through it, wow. but he does that on purpose because he wants students to feel like they are also part of the University of Kentucky, and they have every every right to sit in that front yard, side yard, or the little pond there that that he does. So it's really really cool. A lot of energy 
at the university. Um, and, you know, I know the interview went a little long, but I was totally geeking out on materials engineering. <laughs> <laughs> so may, maybe I should apologize for that. Maybe not, because I think I think it just shows the kind of passion the professors at the university have. Literally just throw a dart at a dartboard, hit a major, find a professor, and you find that kind of passion yeah. at the University of Kentucky. So now, now that that's all out of the way, Joel, what final thoughts do you have? So I would just say this. Um, I've lived in two completely different sides of Kentucky. Uh, I grew up near the border of Tennessee, mm-hmm. and now I live near the border of Indiana and Ohio. Um, and I've enjoyed both living in both places. Uh, but if I, I would say this. If I had to live somewhere else in Kentucky from where I have lived, I would choose Lexington. Uh, okay. it's, a, it's a great small city of a quarter of a million people within the bluegrass region of horse farms surrounding it. Uh, you can get out into the quote-unquote country in a matter of 20 or 30 minutes and find those white fences or, or stone fences around horse farms that you, you see Ooh, pictures yes, of. Uh, you can get to the Appalachian Mountains you know, within an hour or two, and it's got... Um, you know, even though it's not a college town per se, because it's larger than that, it still in some ways has the feel of a college town, um, you know, because people are so proud of UK there. Um, it's a great place to visit. And I would encourage anyone doing a college visit, make sure that you visit the surrounding area as well, because there's a lot of interesting things, um, in central Kentucky to, to see and to do. Agreed. We'll always we'll always preach that you're not just going to the university, you're going to the town around it. Sure. Well, I've got one more thing. And uh, on my walking tour for stop one, and then after the interviews, a different trip, uh, I hit up my, my new favorite campus joint, the local taco. <laughs> uh, so Clayton recommended the spicy shrimp and buffalo chicken, uh, spicy shrimp tacos, buffalo chicken, quesadilla. And, and when he and I went after interviews, I, I, I got just that, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And he did get this buffalo chicken <laughs> uh, quesadilla. But uh, I would add the fried chicken taco is pretty good. Uh, Lexington has so many great, great places to eat. Um, you, you know, students visiting, you may have to go to grad school at UK as well just to fit in all of the great places to eat. Nice. <laughs> so finally, Chris and I, Uh, are both firm believers that the best way to find out about a college and whether or not it is the right fit for a student is by visiting campus. Take a campus tour, talk to professors, uh, sit in on a class, eat in the dining hall, or go to local taco. Uh, Anything you can think of to experience campus life. Uh, our, Our best piece of advice, just get out there and explore. Agreed. And remember... If you want to learn more about the college admissions process, listen to our original podcast, Get Schooled by Reeves and Ford, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And you can also follow us on Twitter at at GetSchooled3 as well. We'll see you next time on Get Schooled on Campus.
good intro. Yeah. My one dog's sitting next to me snoring her head off, so. <laughs> that would be a great ending, but I can't put it. 